North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. You know what time it is. It's time for Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining me for another show. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel, and let's do this. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for joining me. It's great to have you. Please go ahead and feel free to go through all the archives and look at, through all the shows we've done. There's lots and lots of material for you. And if you've been listening to the show, thank you for being a loyal listener. Also, guys, thank you so much for writing some reviews on iTunes. It meant the world to me. And um, I read each and every one of those. And if you've been listening to the show, I'd love if you guys would go on to iTunes and write me a review. It'd mean a lot. So on to tonight's show. This is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. It is something that affected me a lot when I was younger, and that is all about skin health. I had raging acne in high school, was on Accutane twice, and it really is the reason why I went into naturopathic medicine because I realized that there's a whole other world out there when it comes to health that I wasn't aware of. And um, so really excited to bring this content to you guys tonight. Enjoy the show. All right. We have Dr. Trevor Cates on the show. So excited to have her. Dr. Cates is the bomb. She was the first woman licensed as a naturopathic doctor in the state of California and was appointed by former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger to California's Bureau of Naturopathic Medicine Advisory Council. After working in several world-renowned spas, she became known as the spa doctor. She sees patients in her private practice in Park City, Utah, with a focus on graceful aging and glowing skin. She's also the host of the spa doctor podcast, which I've been able to be a guest on and the glow, the online glowing skin summit. She's the author of glowing skin from within ebook, which is a number one Amazon bestseller. And she believes that the key to healthy skin is inner and outer nourishment. Dr. Kate's new skincare products, the spa doctors daily essentials are available now at the spa That's the S-P-A-D-R.com. And the products are formulated with an all-natural ingredient, with all-natural ingredients proven by science to give you clear, glowing skin at any age. I firmly believe that what you put on your skin, it it gets absorbed. We know this. I mean, you can actually take medicine by putting it on your skin. So it's really important that it's super healthy and clean ingredients. And we're all about that. So Dr. Kate, Trevor Kate, thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome to Dr. Low Radio. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Well, I've talked on my show before about my crazy uh, health story of having um, all kinds of acne and skin problems. And I was on Accutane twice and I was on antibiotics probably more than I was on candy as a kid and um, really is a big part of my story of what I do now with patients and focus so much on gut health, which translates so much into skin. And do you have the, you know a similar story? Are you do you focus a lot on skin because you had your own experience with skin issues, or what what kind of brought you into having this as your focus? Yeah, I, and and mine wasn't so much of the acne. I had more of the um, atopic dermatitis, and you know, so um, eczema and allergic kinds of reactions. And I was a very sick kid. I had a lot of allergy problems. I had a lot of reoccurring infections, and and eczema was one of the big issues for me. Lots of itchy hives and things. I was. Uh, quite miserable as a child. And my my parents took me to a lot of different skin specialists, allergy specialists, different doctors, and 
tried a number of different things to help me and nothing seemed to help. And I had adverse, I developed allergies to antibiotics, adverse reactions to various allergy medications. And eventually my parents took me to see a holistic practitioner. And it's the one thing that really turned my health around and helped me feel like a normal kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's, that's kind of what started me interested in naturopathic medicine from an early age and, and what led me to naturopathic medical school. And it really wasn't until I was about 10 years into practice that I started focusing more on skin because I was working in some world-renowned spas. And so I started seeing a lot of people with skin issues or I'd see people for hormone imbalances or uh, weight loss programs and their skin would clear up. And so they would tell their friends. Right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of how the word spread about it. I remember one of my first um, severe acne case- cases who was a, it was a, a high school boy who was, you know, way into soccer and his face was just covered in acne. And we did a lot of the, I'm sure a lot of the similar things you do with your patients is the inner work of healing their gut and doing so much with the, you know, balancing out hormones and all that. His skin cleared up, I would say within a month, it was so much clearer. And then all of a sudden I have all these teenage soccer boys coming to see me because mm-hmm. um, they noticed such a huge difference in their teammates. So um, yeah. And I, and I remember back to when I was when I had raging acne and I, and I first saw a naturopathic doctor and that was the main reason I went to see her. I have this acne. I really want to get this cleared up. Cause as a teenager, I mean, that's like huge for your confidence, you know, I mean, it's that all people see and it's just so embarrassing to have that. And I kept saying with every appointment, I really like to focus on my skin. And she said, okay, we're, trust me, this is focusing on your skin too. And we did a lot of the inner stuff and sure enough, my skin cleared up and we didn't do anything specifically for the skin. Um, now if we had done things for the skin as well, I'm sure it could have gotten, you know, healthy faster because there's that inner and the outer. Um, so it's really a whole paradigm shift, you know, and it's a lot of kind of re, um, wiring the brain to see the skin in a different way. Right. It's so true. I mean, I call our skin our magic mirror that gives yeah. us great clues about our overall health. And and we can look at skin um, at, as a tool. It's a, our largest organ. It's right on the surface of our body. And we can look at our skin. Our doctors can look at our skin and see, hey, there's something going on here. What's the cause of that? What's the root cause? And then you and I are naturopathic physicians, so that's going to be our approach is looking what is the underlying cause of this issue? Just like any other symptom, any other sign that the body gives us. Uh, but the great thing about skin is it's right there. We get to look at it. The problem, the downside for people is like you mentioned, it affects our self-esteem and our confidence. And that was something that I really struggled with when I was a kid. I felt like I was bullied and picked on because I had low self-esteem. I, and I was that was really tough for me as a kid. And I remember that really well, that that how it impacts our self-esteem, our confidence. And that's really what people want. It's not, it's not, you know, of course we want to look good and we want to feel good. So there's a vanity issue with skin stuff, but really it has to do with something much deeper than that, the way that it can impact us on on a real psychological level too. Yeah. So rewinding time and looking back at your experience with atopic dermatitis, what do you think were some of the root issues for yourself? Well, I, I think that it, Part of it had to do with with gut issues. Part of it had to do with allergies. I also had some mold exposure. So there were a number of different things I think that played a role in that. And I I just my I lived on 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 a farm. My parents raised me like organic foods and things. So I had a lot of great nourishment. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't nutritional deficiencies so much. But I think um, we you know we thought 
that milk was a great thing. So I drank a lot of milk, but I think that I did have a sensitivity to milk and that created a lot of internal inflammation that then that showed up on my skin. I, I generally call that skin inflammation now. Uh, so anytime you have that internal inflammation and it shows up as skin problems, whether it's acne, eczema, or whatever kinds of skin issues, a lot of times these chronic skin issues are skin inflammation that are related to internal inflammation. And I, I think that's really what was the case that was going on with me. And then we also had a mold problem in our home. And when we moved, I, I also that that made a difference as well and and um, and then things like supporting the body with homeopathy and certain supplements I think all of that played a really big role in helping address those those root causes mm-hmm. yeah for sure and so looking at the kind of the conventional dermatology model you go into your doctor they look at your skin and probably is maybe a 10 minute visit it's usually pretty fast I remember back in the day going to dermatologists and feeling so rushed and just getting a prescription. Sometimes it's an antibiotic that you take internally. Sometimes it's something you slather on your skin. Um, and I'm sure in your case, there were things like topical steroids, right? That were anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does this kind of con- this model not work? And, um, and can it create more harm than good? Right. I, and when at first, I want to say that I... I'm not going to say I don't like dermatology at all or a dermatologist. I want to say that there is definitely a place for all of us. Mm-hmm. And I think that dermatologists can be great at diagnosing, at at helping us prevent and address skin cancer. Um, and so I think they, they are important. So I'm not going to say that dermatologists are bad or something right. like that. But I think that the – unfortunately, the, the traditional dermatology approach is is – well, it's about as far from naturopathic, traditional naturopathic medicine as you can get because it's very suppressive. The approach is let's get, let's suppress the symptom. Let's tell, basically, we're telling the body this sign that it's giving us is wrong. So let's suppress it. Let's get rid of it as quickly as possible. And of course, people are going to feel better. They might feel better initially, but you're not addressing the root problem like we do in naturopathic medicine and and so it's going to show up in some other way and I see this like in kids where they have eczema and and they're they go to see go the conventional dermatology route of of the topical steroids and so it suppresses the eczema and it might clear even clear up the eczema but then they're not really they're still not addressing the root cause so then they end up with asthma or some other kind of chronic health problem that can be even worse and so until we address that root cause we're we're just we're just furthering along a potential illness and and whatever those root causes are just kind of festering right yeah for sure and then there's long term potential side effects right of using something topical like you said the asthma or or even suppressing adrenal function for a child yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and as you know, with, with things like Accutane, it come with a number of different side effects as well and, and downsides to those, um, liver toxicity issues and a number of different things. So, yeah, and antibiotics that are a, a common route for a lot of skin issues also. And those, as we know, and I'm sure you talk about on your show, about how they disrupt, they, they kill off harmful bacteria, but they also disrupt our, our, the normal balance of our gut microbiome. And our gut microbiome is directly related to our skin microbiome. So just like our gut microbiome, we have that delicate balance of, of microorganisms that protect our digestive system and our immune system and our overall health. Um, our skin microbiome 
or the little microorganisms that live on our skin and protect our skin from breakouts, from acne and eczema, um, other skin issues, as well as even aging. If our, if our skin microbiome is out of balance, it's more likely to age quickly. Mm-hmm. So these, these are really important things that we, um, so when we're doing topical antibiotics on the skin, that kills off the good bacteria as well. When we take antibiotics orally, we're killing off the good bacteria. So then we have to replenish those and restore those and sometimes antibiotics are necessary but a lot of times we can we can reduce the need for them by by using more of a naturopathic approach Mm -hmm. so i love food as medicine which i know you do too and you know we definitely believe in foods that can promote your skin health and foods that also probably make your skin not as good as you might like. So what are some of these foods that people can start incorporating that makes their skin better? And what are maybe some of the things that they're eating that could be taking away from their skin health that maybe they're not thinking of? Okay. I would love to, I'm I'm going to touch on a couple of these, but I would love to share with your audience my top best and worst food uh, list. If if you're interested in that, I'm happy to share that there. So there are five of each and happy to share that with, with your audience so that they can understand this more thoroughly. But just a, a couple of ones that the top ones that are some of my favorites are wild salmon. And I, I love wild salmon because of um, the omega-3s in there that are anti-inflammatory. And because I mentioned inflammation is such a, a key trigger for skin problems and that skin inflammation, omega-3s are really important to help reduce that inflammation and help reduce skin inflammation. Um, also, the thing about uh, about the salmon is that they contain, it contains as astaxanthin. Astaxanthin is a potent antioxidant. It's really protective for the skin on the ins from the inside out. So when we eat foods that are rich in astaxanthin and astaxanthin gives it that pink color. And so it's a, it's a really great antioxidant. We need antioxidants to help reverse oxidative damage that, that leads to skin inflammation and aging, accelerated aging. So astaxanthin is pr- really protective, helpful. You can get that through wild salmon. And I say wild salmon because it, it, wild salmon we know is cleaner. It doesn't, it, Compared to farm salmon, farm salmon tends to have more of the environmental toxins from PCBs and even sustainably raised, um, so-called sustainably raised farm salmon. It's not going to have the same kind of benefits as the wild salmon. Uh, it's not likely not going to contain as much of the astaxanthin and 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 um, the benefits of those. So salmon, wild salmon is is one of my favorites, as well as avocados as another one. Avocados are rich in monounsaturated fats and vitamin E, vitamin A that are that are great for our skin. We need these nutrients for our skin, uh, so it, it works as a great nourishment from our for our skin um, from the inside out. Amazing! I love it. I eat those like probably two or three times a week. Yeah, and when it comes to food, it's really about getting the right oils, getting antioxidant-rich foods, and those are two of the biggest things when it comes to the foods that we want to eat for healthy skin. And there are certain nutrients that help our skin grow and and protect our skin, like like vitamin C and zinc and B vitamins and vitamin A and E. Those are all really great nutrients for skin. Mm-hmm. One of the foods I tell my patients to have more of is, is oysters. And it usually makes them have this awful look on their face, but it's loaded <laughs> with zinc. Like you said, it's so great for the skin. Yes. What about yeah. some of the, the, the foods that um, are more harmful for the skin? Yeah, and the the number one food I would say is harmful for the skin is sugar or really anything that turns to sugar in the body when we get it in excess 
can lead to skin problems. And it probably isn't a surprise to people, but sometimes they don't know why it's true that skin is, um, sugar is a problem for skin. So there are a couple of reasons. When it comes to acne, the reason why sugar is particularly bad for acne-prone skin or acne breakouts is that when we eat a lot of sugar or foods that turn to sugar in the body, then it increases our blood glucose, which then triggers insulin release. And high insulin levels will then um, increase androgen activity as well as sebum production. And so sebum production of the oils in our skin and androgen activity like testosterone, these are the things that trigger acne breakout. So when we have high blood sugar, that leads to this whole cascade of events that are going to lead us to have more acne breakouts. So whether someone is more acne prone or if they have a special event coming up, you know, maybe it's their wedding day or family reunion, something big coming up, think about whether whatever your goals are, you might want to cut back on sugar. You can have your blood sugar tested to see if this is an issue for you in particular. But in general, eating, you know, being careful with sugar. And it's not a big surprise. There's a lot of reasons why we want to be careful with sugar intake. And and again, it's not just sugar, not just cane sugar, but also honey, agave syrup, maple syrup, anything that turns to sugar, as well as eating a lot of fruit mm-hmm. or a lot of grains, anything that increases blood sugar. What about wine? Wine is, uh, well, it depends on the skin issue that you're talking about. For rosacea types, people with rosacea tend to get really triggered by alcohol and especially red wine. Um, now, and red wine is resveratrol in red wine, which we love because it's a really great antioxidant. But resveratrol we can get in other foods too. We can get antioxidants in other foods. And the problem is, is that alcohol is dehydrating. And we and we know that hydration is so important for our skin. So not necessarily my favorite. And and I, I do like a glass of red wine every now and then. In fact, my family makes wine. Oh, <laughs> family, that's cool. Family, uh, my father and my sister are both winemakers. And uh, so I love a good red wine, especially their Pinot Noirs that they make. But the thing is, I've learned from them is that they're they're very careful about the way they make wine and make it very clean, as clean as possible. But a lot of uh, wineries will add chemicals to the wines to give them certain flavors or to help them last longer. Oh. And unfortunately, those can be very harmful for our health as well as our skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always tell my patients, if you're going to get uh, wine, you want to really try to get it organic if you can because of all the sprays and pesticides, right? Yeah, and it, and that's part of it. But they also in the in the in making wine, a lot of chemicals are added to the wine in the winemaking process, mm. unfortunately. And and it's usually the cheaper wines that they try and cut corners by adding chemicals to do the things that take longer to do, like adding a chemical to give it an oaky flavor or things like that, mm-hmm. instead of sitting in an oak barrel for a longer period of time. Mm. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's helpful to have a winemaker's daughter on the show. <laughs> well, maybe the two buck chuck isn't really all it's cracked cracked out to be. Not really. Yeah. Not really. Plus, I'll give you a wicked headache the next day too. Oh my gosh, totally. <laughs> so let's let's say patients listen. Or I say patients, listeners who are listening um, can look in the mirror and, and look at their skin. What would be some maybe skin changes they could look for that might be a sign that the body has some imbalances or, you know, it's kind of their own little nutritional physical, anything that they can look for? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think anytime that you have a change in your skin, it's definitely something worth noting. And and of course, if you have a chronic skin issue, like like some of the things we talked about, like acne and or eczema, then you want to talk to someone, work with someone ab- about how to un- address those underlying causes. But but you might just notice when you when you wake up in the morning and look in the mirror, you're brushing your teeth, however, just notice do you have is your skin did your skin is your coloring different? Is your uh, do you have more dryness in your skin? Or you do you notice oily patches or whiteheads, blackheads that all of a sudden show up that you didn't have? Because if you notice those things, sometimes you can make a correlation with Something you've changed in your lifestyle habits that that may be triggering this, whether it's a, a new food that you've been e- eating or something you've been eating in excess or maybe something that you haven't been eating as much of or uh, something that maybe you've done with exercise and not or your your habits of cleaning your skin, skincare products that you've used. So that kind of gives you some indication of, of what's going on. And then also certain things like if you get these little cracks in the corners of your mouth, um, sometimes that can indicate an iron or a B12 deficiency. It's called chelitis or chelosis. Um, or if you have puffiness under your eyes, dark circles under your eyes. Dark, dark circles under your eyes can be an indication of an allergy, a food, a particular food or environmental allergy or an intolerance. So if you suddenly start getting that, um, part of it could be genetic. Some people tend to get those more than others. But if you suddenly are noticing you get these dark circles more than you used to, you may be eating something that that your body's not reacting well to. So say similar to puffiness, although the puffiness under your eyes can be sometimes lack of sleep or um, not enough hydration. It also could mean that you've got some, uh, you need some extra detoxification support. Maybe your, your liver and kidneys need a little extra support. So that that's just some things that you can think about if you're just looking at the skin on your face. And then also before you get in the, the shower, you could take a look at your skin before you get in and like, right, do you notice dry skin patch? or an itchy spot that you've, that you've been kind of ignoring. But maybe you need to pay attention to these things because these, these are signs that your body is giving you something's not right. Pay attention. And, of course, I don't want to obsess about it. We don't want to get really worried about the look of our skin. But just look at it as a tool, as a way to help support you in optimizing your health. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I noticed for myself when I don't take fish oil every day, I get a little bit of dry skin around my nose. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then I notice if I do too much fish oil, I get a little bit of bruising. So then I know to just kind of cut it back, and that's what works for me. Um, and I noticed that back in the day, I used to get little white spots on my fingernails um, and did some testing and saw I had some mineral deficiencies. So, you know, it's just good to, to, like you said, get that feedback from your body, and it can give you some cool information if you just know what it's telling you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what about, so you, I know that you just created your own skin, skin, skincare line, which you told me before the show, it's going so well and it's, it's really kind of blowing up online. Why did you decide to create your own skincare line and what's different about what you've created versus something you maybe might get at Whole Foods um, or a drugstore? Yeah, I was, um, well, I was, as I mentioned before, I was working in these world-renowned spas and people started asking me about skincare and skin health. And so I was teaching people a lot and recommending changes in their lifestyle for more of an inside out approach to skin health. And I, I realized that it was really helpful, but there was a missing piece there. And then also sometimes some of my patients 
were asking me about natural skincare products, where to go to get them, what kinds to get. So I started asking around dermatologists and estheticians that I knew about natural skincare products and what they recommended. And the overall feedback I got was, well, you kind of have to choose between natural or effective. That you can't, the, the skincare products generally, if they're natural, they don't work. Right. And totally. I, that, that can't be right because I went to naturopathic medical school. I know the healing power of nature. That's one of our, one of our tenets of, of philosophies of, of naturopathic medicine is the healing power of nature. So I thought, well, I just need to find, find out what's, what, what really the research shows. So I started digging in and I did some research and it led me to realize what there, there are three keys to effective natural skincare products. And this is the thing that makes it different. In skincare overall, and especially with natural skincare products, the first one is that when skin, a lot of skincare products out there contain harmful ingredients. They contain toxic ingredients that have hormone disrupting chemicals, even carcinogens in them. And unfortunately, the FDA does not protect us very well. It's not to have a lot of um, regulations when it comes to skincare, and has only banned eleven ingredients in skincare products. Whereas in Europe and other countries, they've banned over a thousand ingredients in skincare products. So we, it's really up to us to look at in- ingredient labels and learn about toxic ingredients, which ones to avoid. And of course, the closer you get to nat- to nature, the better off you're going to be. You're not going to need to even rely upon those those toxic ingredients. But they can impact our, our hormones, lead, may, maybe predispose us to cancer, and and certainly other, other problems, and even irritate our skin. So the number one thing is to avoid toxic skincare ingredients. And you can go to their different sites online, um, Environmental Working Group, EWG.org has one. Um, there's also the uh, Campaign for Safe Cosmetics. I really like their website. Also, the Campaign for Safe Cosmetics, you can go there and you can learn about skincare ingredients and which ones to avoid. So that's the first key is what I discovered. And then then I was like, okay, well, then what makes it effective if you're using natural um, ingredients? And really, you want natural actives. And what that means is just like well, you probably talk about supplements. What makes good supplements work and why are there some supplements that don't work? And that's because of the quality of the ingredients. If you're using ingredients that are, are not potent, then it's not going to work. And also if they're not in the right amounts, if you're not getting them in the right amounts, then they're not going to create that efficacy that we want. And a lot of ingredients that are so-called natural, they actually don't contain much of the natural actives. And so that's why you're not, you may not be getting the benefits from them. And then the third thing that is so crucial to skincare and, and what a lot of people don't realize is the importance of the skin microbiome, which I talked about, and the pH that's necessary to help support the skin microbiome. So a lot of skincare products out there have a high pH and what we need with skincare products is we need them to actually be mildly acidic. So we need them to be have a low pH of around four to five pH. Um, and and so even water has a neutral pH of seven. So when we apply water to our skin, we're actually disrupting that natural acidity that our skin needs for a healthy skin microbiome. So then we need to restore after we rinse our face. We need to apply products that have a natural the mild that mild acidity to help restore it. So then having that 
that mild acidity in the skin microbiome intact is going to help keep our skin from breaking out, from having eczema, acne, other breakouts and blemishes, as well as graceful aging. And there is research behind this that supports this. So that's why I ended up creating the Spa Doctor's Daily Essential Skincare Line, my own skincare line, because I wanted it to have all three of these keys. And so it, it's a four-step system. The cleanser is gentle. It doesn't strip the skin, but it is, has that mild acidity. And we use oils to help keep the skin hydrated as well. And then we have a serum, an antioxidant serum that really nourishes the skin with really potent antioxidants like you'll find in teas and other natural actives. And then um, and then we have a really nice moisturizer that's light. It's it's. It's scented with essential oils rather than synthetic fragrance, which are full of endocrine disrupting chemicals. Um, And then we we finish off with a nice oil blend that really helps give your skin that beautiful glow that we all want. That's awesome. What are some ingredients you're obsessed with in products? Like, do you have any favorites that you're like, oh, I love that particular ingredient? Well, you know, I there are some essential oils that I love. Um, And so some of those are um, ylang ylang is one of my favorite essential oils, as well as bergamot fruit oil. Um, One of the concerns about uh, bergamot fruit oil and other or and citrus oils is that they can be photosensitizing. So they can create more sun sensitizing, make you more prone to being burning or having hyperpigmentation. So you want to make sure that using skincare products that are, um, that are made to not create that photosensitivity. And that's what we do with our skincare line is I love those citrus essential oils, but we, re- we make sure that they're modified so that they don't have that component that causes that sun sensitivity. So those are some of my favorites. And I, I mean, I, there's some, also some oils that I love like sea buckthorn oil mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. Um, really great for, it's got rich in and a great blend of omegas and it's really nourishing the skin. Also, or argon oil is great. It's also known as Moroccan or argon. Um, and it's really great for the skin. And it's it's great for all different skin types too. So we found it to be particularly helpful for skin. And then I also love cranberry seed oil, pomegranate seed oil, raspberry seed oil, rose, rose hips. There are a lot of great oils. And I know that there's been a fear of, for people with oilier skin or acne prone skin there's been a fear of using oils in the in skincare products but it's kind of like the the misbelief that low fat diets are going to keep you from getting getting fat <laughs> it's similar it's if you get the right fats yeah. they're going to be good for you but if you get the wrong fats then yes they're going to cause problems it's the same thing with skin if you get the right oils for your skin they're going to help nourish and protect your skin mm-hmm. and, and it's going to actually help the sebum balance of your skin so that you're not going to break out if you're using the right oils and those high quality oils. Totally. I remember back when I had the worst acne of my life and I wasn't using any oils on my skin and I wasn't eating any fat. It was during that whole low fat craze. I was doing snack wells and lean cuisine and just completely ridding my body of good fats. Interestingly, I was I was actually more overweight at that time, uh, which now we understand why that's the case. And um, and I would just use scrubs and peels and astringents, and, and I just feel so bad for how my skin, you know, had to go mm-hmm. through that back then. Um, and then once I started adding in the fats and using a lot more oils and some of the the good fats on my on my skin, it just it it cleared up. It was really really amazing. It it is so true, and I think t- today that's still a popular approach is to really strip the skin and 
and and clean it and clear it as much as possible. But when you do that, you're you're stripping the skin of beneficial oils, the beneficial microorganisms, the pH is getting thrown off. So you're just putting your skin into this vicious cycle of having more and more problems. Mm-hmm. And and I and I think that even with naturopathic doctors that I talk to, this is a, a missing piece and a lot of times in patients care when it comes to skin is that we want to help nourish the skin from the inside out but what we do topically in our skin also plays a big role and so we want to nourish and protect our skin rather than just strip it yeah for sure what are other things that are just magic for your skin besides you mentioned the the diet piece um what are the (laughs) things that really can contribute to awesome skin well, topically, some of the other ingredients that I love that we've incorporated in this product are daily essentials are aloe. Aloe, we know, has great anti-inflammatory and skin healing properties. We know about its ability to help with minor cuts and burns, but also just in its ability to being a great moisturizer um, and, and improving the quality of our skin. So I love that one. Arnica flower extract. Also, we, you know, you probably use arnica in your practice. It's a popular homeopathic remedy mm-hmm. and Terrible remedy. Um, it's great topically on the skin, hmm. and just like it helps with traumas, and um, we know it's good for internally for helping with traumas and things. It also helps topically on the skin to help um, with um, healing damaged capillaries, and especially with those like dark, dark under eye circles, hmm. dry. Um, dry, flaky skin, sensitive skin. It's great for all of that. So that's why I love that ingredient. Also, um, there's some great, great information on on algae and topically also. So chlorella extract, for example, has um, has some great skin healing properties and also has some some uh, protective mechanisms when it comes to protecting from from sun damage. So that's another one that I love. So those are a few that are some of my favorites. Also, CoQ10 topically, I really like that as mm-hmm. well, and that we we add that in. What are, what's your thoughts on on sun exposure and what's optimal? I, I just went down to Australia and they have SPF just everywhere because skin cancer is so much um, more of an issue down there even than it is in the states. Um, but as you know, as NDs, we know how important the sun is for your health and for your vitamin D and serotonin and all of that. Um, so what are your thoughts on that and how do you coach your patients on how much to get? Yeah, it certainly is something that people ask me about a lot because we do know that sun exposure increases our risk for, for skin cancer. Definitely. And I live in Park City, Utah. We are high up in elevation. It's high desert here. So there's a lot more skin cancer here than other places in the United States. So definitely it's something that I talk to my patients about. And I think that because we get most of our sun exposure on our face and the tops of our hands, and even sometimes if we don't wear hats on the tops of our head, like on our scalp, those are the areas that we need to pay attention to and protect the most. So I do think it's good to wear um, a good sunblock on on your face and even apply on the tops of your hands because you think about you're driving around you're outside the tops of your hands get a lot of sun exposure too so um that's where i usually tell people to focus and we do need some vitamin we do get vitamin d from exposure to the sun and vitamin d is important for our health it's important really important for our skin as well and so depending upon where you live uh, we some people that are like at higher elevations where I am, we don't need as much sun exposure because we're closer to the sun. But um, and also skin types play a role. 
times of the year. There are a lot of different factors that play a role. But in general, we don't need a ton of sun exposure to get the vitamin D levels. And if your vitamin D levels are low and you get some blood work done, a 25-hydroxy vitamin D levels tested and your levels are low, then it's usually better to supplement with vitamin D because you're not going to just get that, get enough from sun exposure. But um, in general, if you're getting some exposure on your skin, three four times a week of about 15, 20 minutes. That's probably about all you really need. And you can get that exposure on your arms, your legs without and, and without having sunblock on those areas and avoiding the peak times of the days while still keeping your face covered up because that, again, our face is the one, the part that gets ex- the most sun exposure. And that's the part that we want to protect from skin aging, skin cancer, probably more than, than other areas of our bodies. Mm-hmm. So let's say someone who has darker skin they're going to have more mel- uh, melanin to protect that so how mm-hmm. how would that change the the recommendation for them yeah so someone with that has more um skin pigmentation is actually going to need more sun exposure to get the vitamin d levels because that's blocked it's like a natural um sunscreen in a way uh so they'll need more sun exposure that's fair compared to someone that has fair skin like myself and we don't need as much sun exposure to get vitamin d levels so that's something to keep in mind but at the same time um you know that you uh people with darker skin might think oh well i'm protected from from getting skin cancer or from getting sun damage that's not necessarily that's actually not true i mean you might have some extra protection but you're still at risk so you still want to be careful and so i want to mention a little bit about sunscreens and sunblock because i think that that's really important because i'm telling people it's good to wear them but but not if you're using the wrong ones. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're using more of a sunblock that contains zinc oxide. And those are going to be better than the chemical sunscreens. So one of the, the more common ingredients in chemical sunscreens is oxybenzone. And oxybenzone is a known hormone disrupting chemical. And it really is in the majority of sunscreen sunblocks out there. So you want to start looking at those ingredients and paying attention to those because it, um, you, you're just slathering those on yourself. You're slathering them on your on your children and, and the spraying them on. And so not only you, then if you're spraying them on, not only are you absorbing them through your skin, but you're also breathing them in. Uh, so just, just be aware of the fact that there are, um, there are these chemicals that are harmful on a lot of the sunscreens and there are natural alternatives that can, can work well instead. And I think a lot of times people too, they think of zinc oxide and they think, Oh gosh, it's going to be all pasty and terrible. And I'm just going to be all pasty white. But, there, fortunately, there are companies out there now making, um, they have better technology now that allow us to use zinc oxide in a way that actually spreads on the skin evenly mm-hmm. and not so pasty. Awesome. Do you, um, do you guys do a sunscreen? And if not, do you have any brands that you really like? Well, we don't. We're working on it. <laughs> so yeah, awesome. that is probably something we'll have next year. Um, we're, but we're in development on that. But in the meantime, I have on, on my website, I, I um, we have one that we recommend and it's a DeVita sunscreen. Um, and they, they have a nice zinc oxide based sunblock that, that they have one for the face and one for the body. And so if people go to the com and go to my store, they'll, they'll see it on there. Cool. What do you think about Kula? That's one I hear about a lot. 
How do you spell it? It's C-O-O-L-A. Have you heard of that one? I, I have to look that one up. There's okay. so many. I can't keep track of I them. I know. So I have to admit, I don't know that one. But totally. it, do you know what the base of it is? I know that they have a, a physical sunscreen and they have a chemical one. So um, I would assume that the, the physical that probably has the, uh, you know, the zinc oxide in it. I'm not sure about the chemical and how bad that one is. Yeah, um, so there there's different ratings on the chemical sunscreens, and certainly the oxybenzone is one of the worst. Uh, avobenzone, avobenzone is one of the ones that is less of a concern. It's a, probably one of the safer of the chemical sunscreens. Mm-hmm. But I, I still prefer people to use the zinc oxide because it there are ones out there. And titanium dioxide is another one that's in some of the the um, sunblocks, the natural sunblocks. And titanium dioxide is is safe when it's used topically. The research now shows that even the nano-sized, um, the tiny little sized particles of the, the mineral sunscreens like zinc oxide and titanium dioxide are safe to use topically. However, you don't want to use nano-sized technology when it's a spray or a powder. So there are lots of mineral makeups out there and some people have them in powdered form. So people need to be careful with the titanium dioxide nano size particles because if they're aerosolized, they're in the air, then you breathe them in and then they can get trapped inside your lungs and the tissue inside your lungs and create inflammation and may create some scarring and damage and some health complications. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the only downside of any of the mineral uh, sun sunblocks is you just want to be careful that if it's a nano-sized technology that you're not doing it in spray or per. Okay. That makes sense. I just looked at the ingredients and they do have the oxybenzone. They do have the avobenzone too in one of the other formulations. So maybe some of them are better than others. There's a few different um, formulations I guess they have. So good to know. Mm. And you know, you guys listening, it's, it really, it really does matter what you put on your skin. You know, um, Dr. Cates and I, we practice and see patients and I'm sure, you know, Dr. Cates is also prescribing things to put on the skin as medicine, like certain hormones and things. And you really can have a delivery of medication that you're putting on your skin. So imagine, you know, all these chemicals you're putting on your skin, you're going to get that right into your bloodstream. And I remember hearing that 10% of your respiration happens through the skin. So your skin literally breathes. So everything you're putting on your body. If, if you're not going to put it in your mouth, don't put it on your body. It may not taste very good, but it should be safe enough to put in your mouth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, Dr. Cates, we flew through this as always. Um, do you have any parting words for our listeners or anything else you want to leave with us? Well, I just want to tell people that I, I have a, an online quiz called this. It's um, at the skinquiz.com. So the skinquiz.com. And it's a, a free online quiz that I have for people to help you figure out what your underlying causes might be, what might be some of your the triggers for your skin problems, or even if you don't have a skin issue, how you can optimize your skin health. So um, the skinquiz.com, it's free, just a few questions, and they get their own customized skin report. So just wanted to tell everybody about that tool. And then I'll share the, the five best and worst foods for skin with your audience as well. I'll I'll give you the link for that. And um, if people want to find out more about my skincare line, they can go to thespadoctor.com, go to the store, and you'll see all of of my products there. You can see all the ingredients. We have nothing to hide. So all the ingredients are listed there and testimonials. I have a video on how to use the products and it's all there. Transparency is such a beautiful thing. <laughs> you know, yes. it's just so nice. No smoke and mirrors. What What are you really, you know, promoting? And I, I just love what you've created. I'm really excited to try your products. And um, thanks Thank for you. doing all the work to put all that together. And I know that, um, you know, you're 
busy doc and, um, you know, and it's, uh, it takes a lot to, to put in the time to create that. So, um, you know, just acknowledge you for all the hard work you're doing and, um, just, just spreading so much health and helping people look better, but also doing it in a healthy way. So it's, it's amazing stuff. You're the bomb girl. Oh, thank you, Dr. Lauren. Thank you for all that you're doing to get the message out about naturopathic medicine, how people can help heal themselves. It's a beautiful thing. You know, the body's amazing when you give it what it needs. Well, have an awesome rest of your day, girl. We will talk soon. And thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. That is our show. Thank you so much for joining me. I so appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. You can check me out over at shinenaturalmedicine.com as well as drlaurennoel.com. Love you guys and see you next week. Bye. North Pole Hotline. Help. My in-laws are hosting Thanksgiving and we're bringing the dressing. You mean stuffing? No, dressing. I need cute outfits for everyone. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's kicking off the holidays with stylish denim, velvet tops, the season's best dresses, and 40% off your entire purchase now through Tuesday. 40% off? We'll be stuffing our shopping bags full. And don't forget colorful sweaters and amazing outerwear, too. You can even buy online and pick up in store for free. Ooh, I love an all-you-can-wear buffet. Holiday your heart out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1118 to 1120. Exclusions apply. See stores for details. North Pole Hotline. Help. My in-laws are hosting Thanksgiving and we're bringing the dressing. You mean stuffing? No, dressing. I need cute outfits for everyone. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's kicking off the holidays with stylish denim, velvet tops, the season's best dresses, and 40% off your entire purchase now through Tuesday. 40% off? We'll be stuffing our shopping bags full. And don't forget colorful sweaters and amazing outerwear, too. You can even buy online and pick up in store for free. Ooh, I love an all-you-can-wear buffet. Holiday your heart out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1118 to 1120. Exclusion supply. See stores for details.